Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey everybody, welcome to the cockpit. The cork port. The cork port. Is that what we're going to call it? I think it's very, you know. I think it's the cork port. It's the cork port, <laughs> which it's halfway between a cockpit and a carport, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Did did, um, did you ever uh, have a carport or have a house? No, we did. Oh man, that's like, exciting. Oh yeah, we had these. Um, so Hold on, we're about to find out. It's gonna pop up here in just a matter of seconds. What we're dealing with? Because I got TNT on favorites, of course. Excellent. So it's just gonna. London has fallen. You ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 8. I am Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. How's it going? It's going pretty well, brother. How's it going with you? It's going around. Well, let's go right into the NBA on TNT from Thursday, January 14th. We start with the new look Houston Rockets, Mm, uh, their first game without James Harden, defeating the San Antonio Spurs 109-105. to And uh, Christian Wood continues his resurgence for the Rockets. Uh, 27 points, 15 boards, and three blocks. And then for the Spurs, UK grad, Keldon Johnson, who I think has exceeded all expectations, 29-6, two assists. Yeah, he went off, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. And I was curious to see how the Rockets would kind of gel, because this was the first game with, like, Oladipo. He didn't even play yet. Oh, oh, he didn't play yet. And apparently he doesn't want to play there. Oh, really? And he's been outspoken about that. So we shall see. I mean, I'm sure he will. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes evident now that I didn't watch it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) don't. Oh, well, uh, no, I did. I did. I watched every second. I did. 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 (sighs) But yeah. um, Um, Yeah. But yeah, it was a good matchup. It was a nice a nice battle between the two Texas squads. And, yeah, it will be interesting cause it, to see when Victor Oladipo gets involved, if he does. But Christian Wood continuing to look strong. Right? On to the nightcap. Uh, second week in a row, the Denver Nuggets making an appearance on NBA on TNT. And they defeat the Golden State Warriors 114-104. to Nikola Jokic continues his torrid start with 23 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. He is averaging a triple-double on the season at 23, 11, and 10. Wow. And Steph Curry on the other end, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. But, yeah, we talked about it last week, Beaumont. The Nuggets, after kind of slow start out of the gate, kind of looking more like that team from last year. They're bringing the record to 1-1 on the NBA on TNT on the year, I believe. I... I think you're right. I can't even remember last week. All right, well, you know. (laughs) We didn't uh, do our uh, proper research. You know what? We got a whole show to run. Like, it's tough. But, you know, we are dedicated to, you know, reporting the news here. Oh, of course. We're we're But the Nuggets did. And and we do it with glee. Oh, absolutely. You know I'm a big NBA guy. I wish you could see the smile on my face. You'll just have to settle for hearing it. Yeah, (laughs) baby. But, yeah, the Nuggets now are 6-6 and on the year. The Warriors also 6-6. and So... Hope you guys enjoyed that uh, look into the NBA on TNT. Uh, some real hot action last yeah, night. Yeah, I hope you all did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, uh, I think we good. Yeah, I think. I think. All right, we're clear. We're Woo! clear. Oh. Hey, lock the lock. Do- lock the door real All right. quick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lock. Put the padlock on and the chains, and 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 the laser beams in the yard. <laughs> All right, sick. I think we're we're nestled in here. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, so uh, again, sorry about all that. Uh, it's obligations uh, to the contract, mm, you yep. know? Yeah. But uh, again, happy to be back. Episode number eight, as we said earlier on. But uh, now that we're through that, uh, how's your neck? Are you good? Uh, Yeah, you know. Uh, I don't see the red spots no, this time. No, I mean, no, he no, kind of no, didn't no, get no, too, no, too no, in no, your face. No, they didn't face. do that. They, they yeah. did this weird thing with my fingers where, like, they cracked and I thought they were breaking and it hurt like they were breaking. Yeah. But they didn't break. I can it still use It kind of reminded me of, like, what scary. Harry did to Kevin in Home Alone. Yeah, Instead yeah. of biting, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was just, you know. Like it was, it, it, it he created the epic. It was like the waterboarding of breaking your fingers. The waterboarding. Yeah, the waterboarding. It was like they're trying to simulate fingers breaking, like waterboarding simulation. Well, fortunately, yeah, they're yeah. gone. And uh, hey, uh, let's just get back to business. Here. Please, yes. Um, so yeah, uh, we did a couple more interviews this week with some great podcasts. You that sure were did. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, roaming around with Zach Shiloh, great times with him, oh, and yeah. then uh, the specifically Devoid Boys. Um, Derek and Micah, great times. I understand that one probably won't come out for another week or two, but uh, roaming around, maybe out when this is released, so we'll be sharing yeah, them out. Dude. Beaumont, how about that weird Book of Turner book manuscript? <laughs> yeah, recap? man, that was that that threw me off for the for the entire day. Yeah. Okay, so we were in the studio. I found it just lying around on the floor, like in the kitchen, kind of like. Like in a weird area, like by the end of the refrigerator and yeah. the uh, door of the broom closet, where like nothing ever goes there. Yeah. You know, just nothing but dust. And this was after we were done editing yeah. we found yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there. It wasn't crumbled. It was perfectly laid there. Like it was just printed out of a laser printer. Yeah, bizarre. Um, yeah, very bizarre. Um, so I posted it on Twitter. First um, coaxial? First, like, what is that? So, just, <laughs> I know we talk a lot about TNT and, yeah. you know, the Turner family, which we love, but, yeah. like, what was that? Okay, so I posted and, it on Twitter, right? What were you going to say? Do you think it has something to do with these guys? Like, what is going on here, man? Like, uh, I mean, those, those guys don't seem like the poetic type. I know. Unless poetry is um, torture and causing you severe pain. <laughs> You know, but I mean, maybe that that's their art form. Um, it's it, all it pretty seems like weird. It. But yeah, they don't strike me as the uh, literary type. No, they don't. No. That was pretty like biblical no. type stuff no, there. No, weird. So, yeah. So anyways. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I posted the picture on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to see if anyone can make heads or tails of it. Yep. Um, you know, thinking like maybe one of our fans, you know, uh-huh. sent, sent it in as a prank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because, yeah. They and, know we love the network. Yeah, they know we love the network. They know we're contractually obligated to talk about TNT yeah, exactly. whatnot. Yeah, yeah, uh, We do what we do. Um, but then people on there started making jokes. Yeah, I know. I didn't think any of them were funny. I don't think this is funny. Yeah, I didn't this think this is was funny. This is weird I, I, as yeah, shit. Yeah, so... Um, anyway. So, obviously, if anyone has anything serious to say about it, you know... Yeah. Um, let's just move past yeah, it, let's you know? Just, yeah, forget it. You know... Are yeah. you excited to watch Snowpiercer in here in a couple weeks? Speaking of TNT. Am I, am I excited to put my <laughs> index finger into some freshly laid permafrost? Oh. oh, man. I've never been so excited since uh, I decided to jump in a lake and get hypothermia on oh, purpose. Wow. Like, yeah. That's exciting. And speaking, lake, yeah. speaking of exciting, go big show. We oh. caught some of the encore again last night. Oh, goodness gracious. <sighs> That was really hard last week, to wasn't it? To feign that, yeah. yeah that that to... was that was really, really, really hard. And, yeah. uh, man, it was just, uh, God, like, 
Just to see it again last well, night. Oh yeah, too. just to see it and like the the two people at the beginning, the bike person. Yeah, like, Curtis Downs. Cur Curtis Downs. <laughs> Curtis and, with a K. Uh, and, and who who is the other? Like, something woman? good. Oh, Grace it's like, Good. It, Grace Good. The 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 girl who goes walks the around with the big calisthenic ball and eats the fire. Yeah. Yeah, the hula hoop like, fire. Like knowing they were gonna get ninety nines, and then like how yeah. the scale was just gonna get so and then fucked. How we've yeah. mentioned like even through in all the commercials, like you see all the hosts or the judges wearing the same clothes yeah. for like four episodes. Yep. It's like. All right, we know you're taping this all in one day, but like at least get some different I, outfits. I wonder if those people outside of it are staying out there like all day, or I wonder <laughs> yeah. if they have to sleep in their cars. Yeah, and like they have to like quarantine and get in their bubble. They have to sit there and watch for it on their that one second street. camera take. Yeah. One second, one second. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> poopy pee pee. Yep. Uh, but hey, uh, for our for today's movie. Um, we're going to be doing a bit of a throwback here. Yes, uh, we are. Back to something I believe we watched like during or around the recording of our first episode. Yes, it was, yeah. And that is London Has Fallen. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, uh, credit to Turner for um, putting oh. on what? Ready Player One, which we've already seen. They yep. know. And, and uh, go, go big, big show. show. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, like, Come two on, out of the last guys. three episodes, like, you know, do they just not watch TV? We thought you guys were all about serving it right up. Anyway, we it's love you. We love you. Sorry, yes, we do. sorry, yes, we sorry. Do. And again, the NBA is tight. It's tight. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, London has fallen. Will be key uh, today's. If you recall, will be a surprise. Yes, not it will. Only for you, but for us. Yes, and it will. We'll figure that out later in the show. Yeah, we will find out in the future, one day from now. It'll be exciting. One day, and yeah. then Beaumont, we get right into you know really kind of the end of our. Uh, stronghold of our uh, cans here of yeah. Star Wars characters uh, before it starts to go down the uh, jobber path. Yeah, jobber lane. Jobber lane. And we have today Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Exciting. Can't two, wait. Two, yeah, two big people, two major Star Wars figures. Can't wait to hear the, yeah. the backstories for both. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, I dare say, pretty rad. Well, shaky cam. This there seems right in line with the does. Look at this, like... Look at this cutting. Just like, why there? What? Like, you don't even see, like, what, like, and you don't see the bullet entering someone. And that punch, too. He swung, and then the guy just fell down. With it's like a lot of, a lot of what we're seeing under the tarp is over-budget, yeah. cheesy action. Oh, films. for sure. And there's a really good YouTube video. If you ever want to watch, like, a deep analysis of action movies, like Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. Um, they analyze his movies, and they talk about how, like, they show the punch, like how they don't cut away on it. And like with this, like, see how they keep switching angles whenever there's oh, yeah. like an attack or a hit? And you don't, like, you don't really see, it's almost like wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna really. say, that's yeah, how yeah, a yeah. lot of wrestling cuts, like yeah. if you notice, it's always quick right. cuts. Yeah. Not as bad, like WWE's like, yeah. like New Japan will let them, they'll let them simmer a lot more, yeah. and AEW does too, but I think it's cause it's on TV well it's quicker but yeah a lot of a lot of quick cuts all right beaumont dynamite january 13th 2021 new year's smash night two mm. it's wednesday you know what that means yep. glad they're keeping that Brody lee tradition alive um but we start hot with a eddie kingston pack promo to kick things off prior to their match yep um and in said match which you know, there's a heated background with Kingston kind of stealing the Lucha Brothers from Pac while he was gone and had been bubbling to the surface. And Pac defeats Eddie Kingston in 9 minutes 37 seconds in a knockdown dragout affair from the bell that was just intense, it was dramatic, hard hitting. 
just great stuff. Yeah. Um, were you surprised that this was at the top of the card? I, you know, I was a little yeah, bit. I, I mean, I love, I loved just opening the show with a bang, and it worked mm. very well. It did. The pack came out blazing. Blazing. Mm. But you know, this Portland straight, Trail blazing. Ooh, it's straight from the course of our opening tag match or mm. six man tag, with that was you know fast paced. Not that this wasn't, but. As we'll kind of get through this card, and I did really like this show, yeah. but the, it was oddly placed. The matches, I think, could have been rearranged a little different. But, sure. um, but yeah, what do you think of the match? Um, you know, it was. Um, we talked. We compared it a lot to the Lucha Brothers, or not the Lucha Brothers, but uh, um, Ray Phoenix and Kenny last yeah. week, and how that was. What, what what do we call it? Like it was very like sort of like the physically why you do it is yeah. sort of what, what I uh, referred to as last time. And this we said was the opposite. You know, at the beginning, Eddie Kingston had absolutely no offense. Like, yeah. Pac just comes out blazing and just is beating his ass the entire time, and Eddie's just taking it yep. completely. But then and, it turned. And then it turned, yeah. And, like, it just had this very, what did I put here? It was um, dramatic slugging. Yes. And um, it was slow-paced but compelling. Yes. Um, you no know, doubt. And, and the negative word you could use for it is plotting. It was not plotting. Not at all. It, it was the same pace of plotting, but it was not all the negative no, connotations because it was so hard hitting. Yeah, exactly. I, as I expressed last night, I loved this match. It gave me '90s All Japan vibes, yeah. and I wouldn't. I think it was kind of the opposite of that Kenny Phoenix match. Not in that it wasn't physical, because it was more physical, yeah, but yeah. just in the pace of it, like. Yeah. It wasn't as high-flying or yeah. quite as fast, but like you said, it was compelling it, that entire it, time. It was about the character work versus the acrobatics. Yeah, and, and a yeah, lot yeah. of hard hits by both mm -hmm. sides. You know, uh, yep. Pac was just drilling Eddie Kingston with a lot of knees and chops, and Kingston chopping the shit out of Pac. I know, mentioned multiple times how red Pac's chest yeah. was. Like, this was a fucking war, just like Eddie Kingston said it would be. Um, one note was at outside alley was digging her nails into the yeah. eyes of Pac, which was hilarious getting involved. Moving through his stringy hair, that curtain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Eddie Kingston hit the fisherman buster suplex outside like Junakiyama from mm -hmm. All Japan. Um, but Pac, uh, oh, well, also when Kingston was sitting on the top rope and he got kicked and his face kind of went all yeah, weird like yeah. that. Check it. But yeah, like that was just great selling. And mm -hmm. the selling throughout the match was awesome. Like both of these guys took a beating, took yeah. it well. Uh, but Pac finished it with that black arrow off the top rope. And I think that definitely uh, caught your eye. Oh, yeah, bit. it did. Like, you know, for a big guy, big guy to jump He's and twist himself like that. It was like, sheesh Louise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he, um. Puts him, what, what, brutalizer? The brutalizer, just, immediately, just, just, after he wins. Just yeah. fuck you, Eddie I know. Kingston. Um, so, uh, I guess Lance Ar Archer comes yeah, out. Yeah, so that's then a, that's a thing. Archer and Jake come, and I think, you know, Kingston and Butcher and the Blade kind of got away. But, yeah, then he got in Pac's face. Like, we've talked about this a little before. Like, they both have the common enemy in yeah. Eddie Kingston. But, like, it's not really connected yet. Yeah. But this was kind of sowing those seeds a little bit. And uh, we talked about this during the show last night. AEW has not done a triple threat match yet, and it kind of seems like that may be where they're headed here. Yeah, and that, that should be a lot of fun. And, you know, like I've been saying the last few weeks, this is not the A story. This is not the B story. This may be like the C story right now. But, but it's a damn good C story, yeah, man. And Eddie C Kingston, for compelling. Yeah, we talked yeah. about this on uh, Specifically Divorce. <laughs> C for compelling. We talked about this on Specifically Divorce. We're a Sesame like, Street podcast now, did you yeah, know? Yeah. An SSP. Yeah. Um, that Kingston has just found a way to like, 
be in these awesome angles that are compelling entirely, that are main event level. Like, he had he had separate feuds with two guys that are now melding into one. Like, and, that's how good he is. And despite him losing, like, I do not think he veers from the trajectory that he's currently on. No. Like, it is just moving with too much momentum. Yep. And that momentum is, like, powered by his charisma. Yep. And, and I, uh, won- yeah. I, I, I hoped he, I was w- hoping he would win this match. But again, we love Pac. He's been away for a while, so he needed the win. But, like, Kingston, I think he's going to start getting the wins soon. Like, he's mm-hmm. lost in a lot of his big matches, but they've all been great. But, I mean, he had a friggin' title fight. Yeah, a main event at a pay-per-view yeah. in his first few months in the company. Yeah. But, like, you know, having, like, big matches like that already. Yep. And, like, being in this position where he's, like, leading the drama. Eddie's a, he's a linchpin. Eddie Kingston is, like, actually... By virtue of like what he's saying and what he's doing, like moving the plot along. Absolutely, you know he's yeah. kind of like the heartbeat of AEW a he little is, bit. Yeah. Fucking love him. And I did watch that promo um, from Progress Wrestling from like February of 2020 that the specifically Devoid guys mentioned. It was incredible. I'd never seen it. Again, he's just ripping on like I'm creating stars. I'm better than all these guys. I'm broken. Look where they are. Yeah. And then he signed with AEW like a few months oh. later. So yeah, those guys are not specifically devoid of stuff to send us. <laughs> <laughs> Match number two. Uh, Miro defeats Chuck Taylor in three minutes, 26 seconds. Short match, but a good match. And now Chuck must officially become Miro's young boy, mm-hmm. meaning like his servant. You know, it's a term in Japanese wrestling. But again, I called this, you know, a three minute, 26 second match. You'd think it'd be a quote unquote squash that's match, a, a jobber match. That's, what that's is? the length of a song. Yeah. It's like a pop song. Yeah. yeah that's... But this was, you know, it wasn't a squash. Like Chuck got in offense for probably two minutes and 30 a, a lo- seconds. A lot of this. like the pack one. You know, he kind of came in a little blazing, condensed. A little more yeah. condensed. But like yeah. Chuck looked great in losing so quickly. I mean, we all knew Miro was going to win, but yep. like. It was great to see the fire from Chuck Taylor. You know, he did the flip over the top rope. He was chucking Miro into now the AEW barricades, mm-hmm. not the Go Big Show barricades. Thank God. Yeah, for real. Uh, but, yeah, Chuck looked great. Um, and, you know, kind of turned on a dime with Miro catching him and flipping him in the Samoan drop. He kind of kicked him a few times. And then he did his, you called it the Zangief, right? The Zangief, yeah. He did the big yell, right? The, the power up. Oh, oh yeah, the stomping. stomping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then from Zangief to M. Bison. Yeah. Game over. Game over. Uh, but yeah, he put he put him in the game over, which we think it's called. It's a camel clutch, and that was that. Um, but it shall be interesting to see Chuck in this character. You know, we talked about it last week. Trent is gone for four to five months. Um, and we know Chuck, the Kentucky gentleman, he's got a lot of personality yeah, and I does. feel like this is going to give him a good avenue to show it. Yeah. And, uh, that's why I was telling, I was talking to some dude on Twitter about this and, um, yeah, you know, I, I said I was ultimately a little, like he, he said, is the match elite or delete? I said, I'm in the middle veering a little bit toward delete, um, on it, but, uh, I thought, um, it's going to be good for Chuck's character. Absolutely. He's going to have a lot more fun than Miro, which Miro is funny at doing his one note, yep. but it's like hitting middle fucking C all the time. Yeah. You know, like middle C is middle C for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's it's the central Well, and hopefully like, this will yeah. be good for Miro, yeah. too, because he can be a prick and, yeah. you know, c- command him to do shit. Yeah. But, yeah, like it's leading up until Kick and Penelope's yeah. wedding, which mm-hmm. I think is like a month. So yeah. we'll have, you know, four weeks of this, presumably. A, a, a build up. And, like, you know, Chuck Taylor would just be much more versatile in the role 
you know, then Miro would be. 100%. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think we all, yeah, it wasn't going to be. More entertaining. Miro. Yeah. Exciting stuff ahead. Um, and then we head to the Inner Circle's New Year's resolutions. So we, is... we had the Matt Hardy promo in Private Party, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So that, that was when I was eating. I mean, I mean that, that was kind of lame. Yeah, you know, so I was like... eating some dinner at that point and didn't take notes. So yeah, I'd forgotten yeah, I mean, about it, that. It, it was a little forgettable. And it was very, you know, we talk about one note things. It yeah. was, you know, like... I, you know, made you guys, yeah. is what Man you Hardy was saying. You signed, and I make 30%. Well, so we didn't yeah. talk about this last week, but he's mentioned now two weeks in a row the third-party platforms. Yeah. So that's another dig at WWE yeah. when they didn't allow their performers to do these third-party, oh, like Cameo so and the other, th you know, Twitch, at least under those names, because WWE owns, like, the characters. So, oh. like, that was a whole big thing. Okay. Um, so that's a dig at them again. But, yeah... This was okay. I mean, I think I mentioned at one point, like, eh. But, like, Matt Hardy did kind of pick it up at the end and sounded pretty good. But, again, they're doing something. Private Party is headed somewhere. Like, it's right. going to lead to a breakup at some point. Mm -hmm. Or they just go full heel, and that'll be pretty cool, too. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just an extension of, like, what you see from Matt Hardy. Like, it's a, you know, like, a very... Obvious Healy, I'm bad at you know, Correct. like you know, and uh, you've joined the Matt Hardy brand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very you know, like like he's a good wrestler. He's wrestled for a long time, um, but uh, but yeah, definitely not a plot that I'm like not super for hooked sure. into. Yeah, I'd rather know. see delete Matt Hardy, especially delete! since yeah. you know he's def he's in his mid forties. He's rounding out his career here, mm -hmm. so it's fine. Yeah, uh, we'll see where it goes. Now, inner circle New Year's resolutions. Now, starting with Jake Hager. Championships, yeah. <laughs> that cracked us up. That did, like, was just... Honestly, like I think he did it. He performed it well. Like I think it was supposed to be a dumb. Yeah, thing. like like a meathead. Thing. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like, I'm not a good actor. That's why I don't. And talk he, a lot. I think he was yeah. aware. You know, he was aware of that, and I think he did yeah, it well. And he played it off well. Good. Uh, we'll just kind of run down here the list. MJF. He immediately said to Jake Hager, "Good job, Jacob." And I, his was kind of like his New Year's resolution was about like strengthening the bonds with the yeah. inner circle. And I think he, he may have said something else. Mm -hmm. Did you catch it? Uh, get rid of fat people. Is oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is very in character Which for him. Which is very MJ. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, he's being the nice stable mate again. Yeah. yeah good and, stuff. And then he does his like, I'm better than, you know, that sort yes. of like, you know, uh, rich snob, yep. you know, elitist. Yep. Kinda. Yep, the lordist. The lordist. And then uh, Ortiz's was something about perfecting his like aunt or mom's Sofrito's his grandma's, recipe. His grandma's Sofrito recipe. Was yeah, I was I was fer fervently writing here because it was this all happened so quick. Uh, Jericho said, and this is when things started to get a little interesting. Yep. Is that his New Year's resolution was that he and MJF would win the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And uh, that was that didn't please uh, Mr. Santana as he's like, whoa, 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 Chris, you handpicked us to be in the inner circle. We are the tag team in the inner circle. Um, and then Sammy Guevara steps up and yeah. basically because he was Chris Jericho's first tag team partner. They were La Sex Gods. That was kind of before you came in, and they were great. And then Sammy gets pissed and he takes the mic and goes right up to Jericho. He's like, you're a little tag team slut. <laughs> and it was haywire. And uh, uh, then MJF is kind of like, let's get the train. The train is here off the tracks. And, and, and he hops. He does the little yeah. hop there. That was good. It was great. That yeah. was good, MJF yeah. is like, let's get the, tra the train back on the tracks. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Then, <laughs> and, then, and then Sammy again. 
<laughs> Sammy again is like, shut up, Max. Yeah. And so we talked about it last week. Yeah. These two had seemingly been okay. Yeah. We knew it was going to start bursting apart. But again, they're giving us just enough. Mm. You know, it's not that, that it, it's not breaking yet, but we know it's coming. Yeah. Well, and it was good to kind of, you know, finally see Sammy push back in a very tangible way get instead pissed. of get silenced by him. And I think we're still seeing signs of him kind of turning face slowly. Like, I right, think he's right. going to be a good face. But so this ultimately ended, you know, Jericho, because this was getting pretty heated in there. And Jericho is basically like, enough. He's like, you know, Big Jake and Wardlow, they fought last week and they got rid of their steam. We should all do the same thing. Mm. So next week we have a three-way tag team match. Um, it is Jericho and MJF versus Santana and Ortiz versus Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara. Wardlow, unfortunately, the odd man out. Um, but this should be very interesting. It should be interesting. It's got it's got the hallmarks of a plot match. Uh, yes, it sure does. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, it's pretty much teed up to be a plot match. But yeah, no, but I it's think gonna it, be great. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of talent. And like, you know, it, I I mean, at a plot match in like. A good chunk of that, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. A good absolutely. chunk of that, I and mean the, that in a good As way. we heard kind of the card of, you know, next week, we believe that'll probably be the main event. Probably. As I think it should be. It should and, be a fun one, yeah. And that, you know, hopefully, again, whether there's some Sammy breaking off or, you know, I think something big is going to happen. Maybe not, like, monumentally big, but they're going to keep moving that ball forward. Yeah, they will. I think, you know, I think you said it. I don't know if it was last night or what, but like they've got, they have to use the pun. They've gotten this storyline back on the tracks after you know a couple down weeks, you know, a yeah, few weeks I mean, prior. It's definitely uh, was slow out of the gate after Vegas. Yeah, Vegas kind of like took it down a little it did. bit. Well, well, I mean, they had steak dinner and then Vegas, so I think you know you had the whiplash from the high yeah. of the uh, La Dinner Debonair and then the lower point of Vegas, and then I think you know. You just kind of were in this lull in the middle. It was in a limbo. Yeah. You know, um, but it finally seems like it's getting out of that uh, 100%. Absolutely. So we head backstage to Glasses Marvez uh, with the Dark Order. And, uh, you know, this is kind of their first. This is great. This is kind of their first <laughs> acknowledgement as a team, you know, after Brody Lee is gone in terms of what's next. Um, so Evil Uno is basically like, you know, everything we do is in his name. Um, you know, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then they pull in Hangman Page from yeah. off camera. Um, and Silver just starts, like, gushing. Like, oh, my God, I'm such a big fan. I love you, Adam. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, he's been teaming with them. They got the big win on the Brody Lee tribute show. They've been trying to recruit him into the Dark Order. So Alex Reynolds is like, well, uh, when are you going to let us know when you're going to join? Like, maybe after the match next week? Because they're going to be in a match together. Um and Hangman's basically, he's got his Drake, and he's like, okay, yeah, next week after the match. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, and when he leaves, and then Silver does that little joke. Yeah, he's like, he is in. Yeah. And someone made a gif of it. They, they did yeah. what I said. Pumping his arms. He yeah. is in. And, 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 and then. After the celebration, <laughs> one of my favorite moments of this friggin' show, man, was we pan right. And we see there he is receded into the corner, Marvez, <laughs> just crushing it. I've got three names for him. I got receding Marvez, which you just heard, 
Shadow Marvez, oh, which yeah. if you look at the picture, you can't see. So you yeah. can see the essence of his glasses. Yeah, because you did the zoom in picture oh, yeah. on but, Twitter. But, yeah. but his face is smudged out. Yep, yep. You know, but then like, are you into, if you're into phases of the moon, lunar phases? Sure. Waning Marvez. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I think someone on Twitter had commented that I thought was pretty funny. He's like, he's got to get the microphone back. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just chilling there. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. That really gave us a big deal. <laughs> Silver Mar- stealing the show again yeah. and that. Just, you know, fun. Oh yeah, just yeah. The whole segment, ton of fun, and we just can't wait to see where they're headed. We oh, hope yeah. the W's continue. I I hope Hangman joins. I it, like you know whether Silver's still the leader or not. I don't you know I don't know. I think it would be fun, but or could still see Hangman kind of riding that solo gimmick. But you know his arc, as we kind of talked about after you know that loss to Kenny at Full Gear, he you know he did kind of have that rock bottom moment, but I don't think he fell as far as I thought he would. So. You know, we'll be kind of curious to see what his trajectory is. Like, what's he doing at Revolution? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be with the Dark Order? Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Red. So then we had a look back promo at the Darby Allen Brian Cage feud, um, which really started with Taz kind of trying to mentor Dobby and uh, rejected see, it. I was not here for that part. Yeah. I did not know that yeah. until watching that. Yeah, yeah. and like. I think it was uh, Excalibur. It was like, Taz takes rejection personally, and that's kind of what it stemmed from. But remember this promo had that lame song, like, Never say die! And they just repeated that. <laughs> I mean, Honor is done by the same people who did Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah, it's just yeah, 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 yeah. terrible. Mm. Um, but then we have, we kind of shift over to Dan Callis with Kenny, and the Young Bucks are back there, and he's kind of all fired up, like, oh, yeah, rah, rah, rah. And he tells the Young Bucks, like, no, no, you guys do your own entrance. Me and Kenny are going to go out first. Um, And then, you know, they come out, and we form a new term here, Beaumont. Uh Hit watch. Hit watch. Hit watch. Hit watch. Oh, Moxley hit Dan Callis. Any moment that we think there is some chance that John Moxley may hit Dan Callis, Hit watch! Hit watch! Hit watch! Hit watch! Hit it! <laughs> so, yes, we have our first official hit watch here. Um, I mentioned, so Kenny is doing his entrance. I noted last night, like, he's starting to look more and more like that cleaner character yeah. of old. He's wearing, you know, the black jacket. His hair is a little darker. Um, man, he looks great with yeah. that belt on. Dan Callis is with him. And currently with, you know, hit watch, you know, we sort of rate... Um, you know, in a very uh, figurative way, um, the level at which it is likely that Moxley will come out and hit Dan Callis. Yep. Um, so right now we're at a magenta. Yeah, not too much yet. You know, Kenny's mm. getting ready to start a match. Yeah. But uh, so Dan Callis gets the microphone. Cut the music. Basically says to Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, he's like, this is too special a night to leave in the hands of an amateur. <laughs> and Dan's just doing his normal spout bullshit. And, you know, we think he's going to introduce the Young Bucks because they were ready for the match and mm. they'd hyped up this. The Elite is getting back together this week. Kenny and the Young Bucks, you know, off the heels of the two sweet last week, of course. Um, so Dan's talking. He's like, I'm going to introduce Kenny Omega's best friends. And you, yeah, and like, and then he's like, the you know. good brothers! And the swerve again, and the young... And then it cut backstage real quick, yeah. and you see the Young Bucks and Tony Khan himself. Yeah, just shaking their heads. And Dasha Gonzalez, and like, this is another thing, like, Tony Khan was never on screen for the first year of Dynamite. Now we've seen him a few times, yeah. and he's doing these impact promos, yeah. like... 
I wonder if he's going to become more of a character. It sure looks like it. Yeah, I mean, even in small doses. But anyway, that was a nice little swerve uh, by the invisible hand, Dan Callis. And uh, we see, uh, so that brings us right into match three. And Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers defeat Danny Limelight and the Varsity Blondes. And I didn't write down how much time it was, but let's call it nine minutes and 12 yeah. seconds. Um, well, one thing I want to mention, I guess, before we go into it is the commentary was just popping off from the beginning. <laughs> Whenever they, you know, whenever they, it was, you know, they found out it was the Good Brothers of the Young Bucks. And yeah. Skiavone has my favorite line. He goes, oh, yeah. this is a complete charade. It's a charade. You know, like, I wonder, like, do you think he told us how many syllables? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, so, so, yeah. And you also mentioned that maybe the Young Bucks aren't heels at that point. Yeah. You know, um, which I guess kind of gets... Addressed later a little bit later, but yeah, because yeah, we ended last week with you know when they put their hands up with the rest of the crew, like yeah. are they heels now? And yeah, we're thinking they're probably not now because Dan and Kenny are just kind of shitting on them and discarding them. So again, more intrigue, and we'll get more into that. But um, this kind of goes back to what we were talking oddly paced show, like this match and the next match, like probably didn't need to go back to back. Like right, this was a match everyone and their grandmother knew Kenny and the Good Brothers were gonna win. Again, I forgot to write down how long it was, but it was probably nine, ten minutes. It just went a little too long, but there were some positives in this. I mean, we're happy to see Pillman and Garrison in this match again after being in the main event angle. But Danny Limelight. I was going to say, really, yeah. Danny Limelight kind of stole the show here. Yeah, he didn't did. He? he did. And he he was the um, first person to fight, right? Yeah. He was out in the ring, and yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. So he we had not we've not seen him on Dynamite. I know he's been on Dark, and I mentioned I've seen him on a little New Japan Strong in America, but. He did some really cool moves. Uh, yeah. He was kind of looking like Ray Phoenix a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he got his hits in uh, against Kenny. He definitely yeah. took those opportunities, took advantage Absolutely. of them. And he was kind of doing really some going. really cool rope walking and like jump off the rope moves. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. It's when the Good Brothers came in that like you know that quick quickly turned. You know, they yeah. kind of had their big moment to kind of invade. Yeah, so you know. they were all in control initially, and then yeah, the the underdogs kind of took. Took, 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 the underdogs kind of took the reins, and like Pillman and Garrison looked good for the few minutes they were in there. Um, but yeah, remember a note, Kenny kind of, I think you called it pant talking, like looking at the camera, like, <sighs> and like sounding yeah, pretty the, demonic. Oh, the same, like you flip the, you flip the switch. Yeah, just uh, so like inflection. we're getting more yeah. of those heel kind of dirty tendencies from mm. Kenny, and I fucking love it. Yeah, um, you can do it. But so Danny Limelight ended up like jumping right into a big Carl Anderson spine buster and then the magic killer for the one, two, three. And then we go into oh, hit watch. Hit watch. So um, <laughs> let's describe this and then we'll um, talk about the, the um, movement yes. of our uh, hit watchometer. Take the reins. Um, so anyways, we're watching it. It's over. And then, you know. They kind of zoom into the screen in the back, and then like you see the you see the like the the blipping, the tape blipping, and, and the then, barbed wire. Then the barbed bed. wire, and uh, we lose it. And uh, I wish I could sh we could show you uh, us losing it. Um, but Beaumont bungled the record again, yet again, yet again. L yet lessons learned. Well, it happened on episode two, I think, or yeah. and, and four. Like it's on the even numbers. Oh, one. sure, it time. is. I don't so, think we've so seen a trend. I don't, I don't think we did anything wrong for six, though, right? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, six went off without but, a hitch. Um, and, you know, we talked about it. Like, well, that's what we featured last week, so we'll give you a little something different this week. But, whew, yeah, we were... So he comes in, hit watch goes from magenta to, like, a pretty solid red. Yeah. Like cardinal red, And we'll as you it. said yeah. it last week, our antennas were raised. Oh, 
Big time. And Moxley was just sauntering his ass down the ring. He's coming in one on four, and he does not give a shit. You know, he's just like, fuck this. I'm ready to I'm ready to kill these guys, yeah. essentially. Yeah, he's kind of just got this, like, you know, he's very flippant. He yeah, just yeah that's what, it was he's a saunter. Yeah, yeah he, he's kind of twisting around. Like, doesn't th- it doesn't really look like he cares what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he just goes in and goes straight for Kenny. And what does Dan Callis do yet again? He skedaddles. He, he skedaddles. Immediately. Like, um, but yeah, so he skedaddles. So it's kind of one on three. And I remember JR said this line that just sounded so dumb. He's like, yeah, and the three are pretty badasses. <laughs> Instead of pretty badass, like pretty badasses. Pretty, like, like there was a big extra space. Yeah. Like it was like bad hit the tab yeah. button asses. You know, <laughs> Geeked me out. Yeah. Um, and then the Lucha Brothers come out from out of nowhere. We're like, what the heck is going on here? And they attack the Good Brothers. Yeah. Um, and then, which allows Moxley and Omega to kind of go one-on-one. And they're hitting each other and rolling. And, you know, unfortunately, Dan Callis isn't around. No, he, he is. He's, like, uh, it, like kind of veers, like, by the um, by the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah. You know, but not him. in the ring. Not know, in the So ring. hit watch isn't quite as high as yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. gone down a bit from Cardinal Red to just kind of like a, a rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then the whole locker room empties, and they try and break them up, and Moxley ends up shoving a ref and giving someone else the paradigm shift. He does the tope outside of the ring and lands on like six people. He drags Kenny back into the ring and then the young bucks come out and they're holding Moxley back. Yep. So then we're like, wow, are they, are they aligned now? Uh, and then the Lucha Bros pop in and super kick the young bucks. They're like, it's just haywire which, at this which is, point. Which is cool. And it's like, I, you know, the Lucha Bros, like it was surprising, but it also makes a lot of sense that yeah. they're going to be the guys who are going to come in and be like Moxley's partners in this. Like they seem to be like at that level. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, Phoenix just competed for the title. And then, like, you know, kicking the Young so Bucks, too. It's yeah. like, they've had a feud before, so, like, I was certainly down. But, like, that was just kind of a funny yeah. thing. Like, fuck you guys. And, and, and then one last moment. So, um, when I think Moxie was fighting Kenny, he had him over in the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Callis was right behind mm-hmm. him. There was a moment where he was turning his head like a Bright snake. red. Right. Oh, yeah, that's when it went to fire engine yeah, red. Fi- yeah, so yeah. We, we, like, we're, we have our eyes peeled, like, where's Dan, where's John? And, like, yeah, Callus is, like, right outside the corner turnbuckle, and Moxley's, like, easing his way over, and if you could hear it, oh, he we like, fucking he was lost like, it. He was like a king cobra getting yeah. ready to strike, like, waving back and, and forth. to Callus's credit, like, immediately when Moxley got over there, he bolted again. He knows what hit watch is. I know, he definitely I mean, he, does. He's been hit by Moxley. His antennas are raised. Yeah, big you bet, time. More than ours. Like, oh, you man. think he wants to get hit? Yeah. God. No. <laughs> Unreal. Terrifying. Great stuff. But yeah, at a fire engine red. Um, I mean, it's obviously moved down a bit after the match, but yeah. I mean, as we both said, it's going to it's happen. It's going to happen, it's and going I to think happen. it's going to happen. Like, you know, we, we, we're headed to the Omega Moxley rematch at Revolution. I think we all realize that. And I think we talked about this. I think it's going to happen before that. Match. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're about, I would say, 15 minutes to midnight on the Hit Watch Doomsday. I Park. think it, yeah, it might be mm-hmm. on the Go Home Show for Revolution, the last Dynamite prior. Not to confuse with Go Big Show, the mediocre TBS game show. No. Um, but, I, I mean, great. Sorry. It's awesome. It's good. Yes. Um, yeah. So then we head to a sketch that I guess was somewhat controversial on the internet, but that we both loved, and that was the waiting room with Britt Baker with her guest Cody Rhodes. Um, Beaumont, we talked about this. This has been a primary, primarily AEW dark segment, so neither of us had ever seen it really. Right. Like I'd seen like one clip of it, but not even the full segment. 
but this was pretty good. Uh, we said it right from the top, like it was presented like an SNL sketch. They yeah. even kind of had their own quote unquote studio audience. Uh, Reba gives her the big intro. Um, and yeah, Britt was pretty fun. She was funnier than I thought she was. She gonna was. Be. Um, so I'm going to, I have a new term for this mm. week. Um, I'm going to call this the pot kettle scenario. Ooh. All right. So we are in a full-fledged pot kettle scenario. A PKS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based on the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, um, yeah. So my reasoning behind that being some of the jokes she made and sort of the humor, we would make those jokes. Yeah. Like we were kind of like, you know, <laughs> I appreciate it. And obviously we've made kind of a, you know, a bit of a craft out of ripping on Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's kind of like... Um, but it's no disrespect. Yeah, no, 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 Again, no disrespect. We've said we, she's we, good. we love the well, character. Well, and we thought it was going to be bad in the beginning. Exactly, and it, yeah. And it came in. And, and we it, were and impressed. It, oh, yeah, we were impressed. It blew our expectations significantly out I of the I would water. agree, It wasn't yeah. the most amazing thing in the world, but it was exactly it was what it needed solid, to be. It was just solid, and yeah. it ended up getting everyone over that needed to get over, as we'll get to. But Britt did her, her Turner duties in mentioning Go Big Show, that Cody was a host. And then she had a dig about his neck tattoo, which I thought was pretty yeah. good. What was the line again? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, it was good, though. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. Uh, Cody saunters in with his green jacket, and not quite master's green, you said. But no, it, looked, it was a, just a straight-up green. Just a straight-up straight fucking green. Yeah, yeah like, great. like grass green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked good. He uh, did. I like that coat. Aside from the neck tattoo. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, Reba and uh, Britt had the sparklers to kind of welcome it in as well. And... Uh, Britt, Cody's about to talk, and Britt cuts him off like she's definitely hamming it up in the heel roll, and she introduces none other than Jade Cargill. Yeah. Who no, looked no. fucking huge, yeah, well, didn't and, she? Well, and seeing her sized up to all these other people. Just, she's yeah, just she so is. jacked. Yeah, well, and we've only seen her do promos and stuff, but yeah. like seeing her like just, you know, like profile shot, like by, you know, these people, it's just, yeah. And especially so... Our good friend Jobber Red Velvet ended up confronting Jade during this bit, and like that's when it really stood out. Is like you see imposing, big, thick, jacked Jade Cargill, and I mean that with all love and respect. She looks great, and then Red Velvet, like she just towered over, her, didn't she? Yeah, and like whenever that match happens, it'll be a dynamite one, right? Oh, I think so. Dark. Yeah, because yeah. like that's what Jade mentioned. Like, give me an opponent was kind of what she was saying to Cody. And, uh, you know, obviously her and Brandy Rhodes had that thing. Now Brandy's pregnant. But um, she got right into Cody's ear, basically saying, "Whenever she, if she ever comes back, I'm going to beat that ass, which was good. But, like, asking him for an opponent, yeah. uh, she ended up, she, like, pushed Cody's head. At yeah. one, so it, was, it, it got physical. Red Velvet comes out. They scrap. They yeah. brawl. So, yeah, we think yeah. that's going to be yeah. Jade's first match, which makes total sense yeah. in the context of this story. Yeah, this also benefited, you know, just to kind of look at this in high center, a great cast of characters Absolutely. put in this segment. Um, and they kind of tease the beach break. Thunder Rose. Thunder so, Rosa, like, Britt yeah. Brit after that ends up, like, putting up the highlights of her beating up Thunder Rosa a few weeks ago. Uh, which that's, that match was supposed to be this night, but right. Thunder Rosa, I think, was exposed to someone with COVID. Um, so, But we, we find out that we will be getting that at Beach Break, which I believe is February 3rd, yep. the Dynamite, uh, which will be awesome. We're very much excited for that. One note I forgot to mention that I thought was a hilarious Britt Baker line was when Jade Cargill came in and she, you know, she was wearing like wrestling gear, essentially. Yeah. She's like, do you usually wear this to the dentist's oh, office? Yeah. <laughs> Thought that was, that was great. That was good. Good stuff. So we head into match number four, 
where FTR defeats Jurassic Express in 12 minutes, 10 seconds in a decent match. Yeah, it was a decent match. I mean, we obviously kind of knew like FTR is just the much more... Yeah, the you know, former yeah. champs, you know, they've yeah. only lost once. You know, this kind of happened. It was supposed to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which I would have much preferred. But Marco Stunt took the place of Luchasaurus after last week, after the Brody Lee Jr. fallout. He was trying to be a big tough guy and yeah. is like, well, I'll take I'll take Luchasaurus's place and we'll still kick your ass. Yeah. Well, you didn't, And you didn't. And I mean, like, it just looked a lot more like a joke, you know, with him. <laughs> Um, you know, he comes out in the Rugrats rug pants ra- the yeah, Rugrats spawn. That. that was lame. Uh, with um, fun size down fun the size, leg. Yeah, and um, I guess almost really quickly in this match, we uh, got um, a beloved restaurant quality picture in picture. picture. Yes, yeah, we sir, did. we did. Which is a new one, those yeah. combinations of adjectives. Yeah, he moved away from the barbecue infestation. Or the, what was the original? Restaurant, restaurant quality. Re- restaurant quality, yeah. Um, yes, but... While we didn't really, you know, and Marco Stunt did some cool moves. And, you know, there was some cool teamwork moves. But Jungle Boy, I'll tell you what, really looked good in this match, yeah. didn't he? He kind of got in there and did, you know. I mean, he saved it for Jurassic Express. Yeah, he had a yeah. large, he had just a dominant segment where he was just in control. And, you know, getting both FTR guys out. It ended with a big Hurricane Rana. Jungle Boy also hit our first Brain Buster of 2021 in this match on Dynamite. So, that is uh, an exciting thing there, but notable. Jungle Boy looked great, looking you know for way, looking for more from him in the future in 2021. Excited. Um, this ended with the other brain buster, Tully Blanchard, just chucked Marco Stunt into the ring post. They yeah. rolled him in, and FTR hit him with a big rig. Um, yeah, I and mean, that was that. That was that. Mm-hmm. And match number five. NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb successfully defended her title, her weird-looking title, <laughs> uh, defeating Ty Conti in 8 minutes, 44 seconds, which I think this was a good, fine match. The announcers were gushing over it. But again, like, the placement on the show, we knew the main event was coming. It just felt, like, rushed. Yeah, it did. And, like, I wonder if something kind of maybe just went on a little bit too long. And they're That's like, well, kind we of still got to, like, do this. Absolutely. You know? yeah, that yeah, was my thought. Because you never, yeah. you know, when Tony Khan or, you know, all these guys are building this show, they've uh-huh. got time built into all these right. matches and segments. And, of course, things go long. But I agree. It definitely felt like that, that they were a bit short on time. Yeah. But it was good. You know, Ty Conti had those big, I think they called them pump kicks. Yep. Um, you know, this was very mat-based MMA style because both of them have, you know, Ty's got like a jiu-jitsu background. Um, and I remember Excalibur said something like, if there was a black belt in professional wrestling, Serena Deeb would have it. Which was pretty just silly. But yeah, good, good, decent little match. Um, but yeah, nothing too special. You know, yeah, you know, it was, um, yeah. And I mean, like, I think, you know, kind of, you know, we as viewers kind of had a little bit of fatigue at this point because we, we had kind of thought we had forgotten about this. We had kind of yeah, thought exactly. the main event was coming. We were coming. ready for the main and event. And then we were like, man, we got to, you know. That's like, a good, you yeah. you nailed it. Yeah, a bit, bit, of, bit of fatigue and, uh, yeah, just oddly paced show. But anyway, it was all fun. Um, and we swing our way into the main event. And... Yes. So in said main event, sorry, Darby Allen defends his TNT championship, defeating Brian Cage in 13 minutes and 18 seconds. And let's just start at the end here because we've been, you know, waiting for Sting to do something. And yeah. we finally got it. Um, you know, it, this was an awesome match. Let's uh, 
Let's yeah. get that out of the way. It was Darby just took an ass beating the whole time, bumped his ass off, sold his ass off like we knew he would, but Cage looked awesome too. Um, but, you know, it was kind of looking like Cage was going to win. Uh, I remember the moment was our guy Hook. Uh, real, it was kind of distracting Darby as he was on the top rope. Ricky Stalks then hit him, and he, you know, did the nut, nut shot on the turnbuckle, and then lights go out. Yeah. And, but it was quick. You it know, was it, quick. Well, they didn't have the big snow intro. It and wasn't the, the full entrance. And, and, the, and the meme, it's extended. Yeah, that came after. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have the whole, like, all the bells and whistles that had been with it. That, like, yeah. you know, frankly, I, I, I can't, I've kind of grown a little tired of it. Yeah, for you know? sure. Because yeah. it was the same fucking thing. We've talked, like, it was too long, drawn out. There was, you know, these tough guys running out of the ring. But, yeah, lights out, boom. Sting is right outside the ring. And as we knew... Hits Ricky Starks with the bat. I can't remember if he ended up hitting Hook. Um, but did he hit Cage? I don't think. I, don't, I think I it was just the distraction. Yeah, I, think, it, yeah. I, don't, then, I don't think he hit Cage. Because no. remember, Darby was on the top rope. So then Cage like came up and he did the move. It's called the crucifix where he kind of jumped and like pinned him like that. Yeah. Which I, I saw someone on Twitter thought it was very cool. And I remembered this that... Um, it was Cody versus Darby back in the uh, last summer in the first round of the TNT tournament, or maybe it was it wasn't first round, but anyway, Cody's match ended, or Cody pinned Darby with that same move mm-hmm. when Taz was trying to manage Darby, right. and like that's kind of what started this whole thing was that match. So I thought that storyline continuity was very cool, but um, yeah, great match. Yeah, it was great. Um, I mean. In the very beginning, well, I guess um, a couple things before you um, go into it. Um, yeah, dive the, the, in. the color box came yes. back for the first time since a Turner Thanksgiving. Yes, we, um, which I I like that a lot. Absolutely, you know, and it had like the, the belt icon yeah. for Darby as yeah, well. Very sporty. Um, and I mean, the very first thing that was notable um, is when Cage just heaved him like he was doing friggin' shot put, <laughs> and just you know heaves him off from the ring onto this table. Yeah, and like in like Darby's all cut. It open. was a, yeah from yeah, inside from head, the ring. Yeah. Throws him out over the guardrail and through the table. Like, yeah. it, it, like you mentioned it last night. Like, that's a tough spot to like. You know, you gotta n- hit that just yeah. right. Yeah, and then we, you know, as he's getting beat up, we hear the commentary being like, "Darby's dealt with bullies all his life." And yeah. then it builds up to the moment where he's getting beat up and he flips him off. Yep. You know, that's kind of the the, the turning point and right then there. After yeah. that, remember he was kicking out of these big moves at one, yeah. not two, one. one. So yeah. it's like, what the, f- you know? Endure- yeah. He's and- been getting his ass beat, but yet he keeps getting up at. one. One. Well, and like you also have Taz on commentary. Yeah. That's another wind blowing against him. Yeah. Um, he said, I hope he had a horrible birthday when yeah. he brought it up. Yeah. Um, oh, one other note in this match. Who was refing it? None other than Paul Turner. Paul, of course. Paul Turner and the TNT Championship. If that doesn't happen every time, it should. Yeah. And we'll petition the execs. Yeah. You know we got their ear. They may be a little upset with us, but, but Paul Turner should referee every t- TNT championship we, match. We, we, we have him by the ear. Agreed. Um, but Darby built momentum with those stops. Absolutely. That's a very like unorthodox way, I guess, of, of doing it, or maybe it's just me looking at it that way. But... Uh, yeah, like I thought that was like a really unique way of just like showing sort of the, the progression of the story throughout no the match doubt. was him like flipping out at one. The match, yeah. it's like the story of simply the match itself, I feel like was told very well. It was yeah. just a great storytelling yeah, match. In, in sort of an inverse kind of way. Yeah, another note, Taz at one point just said, whoop his ass more! <laughs> Always love firing out some Taz uh, comments yeah. here. Um, another, Just some other cool moves. Um 
uh, Cage at one point like had Darby up in the vertical suplex. It was after he picked him up from the table and he was literally just like marching up the ramp with yeah. Darby just hanging in the air. Uh -huh. And then he vertical suplexed him from from outside the ring in. Again, another one count. Um, and then remember when Cage got the steps? Oh, yeah. And uh, he ended up uh, getting hit and then Darby bonked him with the coffin drop. Yeah which was tight. Uh, he was slapping the... Sh Darby was slapping the shit out of Cage, and he belted his... Remember, he put a belt around his feet at yeah. one point. He bit him, I think, yeah, twice. Bit, yeah, he did. <laughs> um, there was a, another crazy Canadian destroyer by Darby, which is the move where he kind of jumps and, like, flips over him and then uses his momentum to powerbomb yeah. him. Oh, yeah, that, that was what I was talking about. In yeah. The, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. The yeah, shotgun that, drop kick, and yeah. Just a great, great match. Yeah, Good, fun match. So we have Steen comes in. Darby finishes off with the crucifix. Yes, sir. And, and yeah. And that was that. And he remains old Turner boy. He remains old Turner boy for another day. Well, like, a lot of our Turner Tart movies in the last 10 minutes, you can tell what the plot is or tell what the stakes are. Not here. here, I have no idea who's shooting who. Everybody's wearing kind of the same GQ, you know, like outfits. Um, and then out to these people. Like, why is London falling? How is London falling? And, and why does it involve this shitty, dusty building that we're in? Yeah. You know, why is that the centerpiece? Like, why, what, why is that the linchpin? The yeah. fulcrum, to go back to last week. Yeah. Of, uh, why is London it all happening together? here? Also, they're just going to outpace the fire. Yep. And they're going to fall down what appears to be a long shaft. Made of wood. Made of wood, yeah. Oh, man. Like, my like, I still don't know where people are. Like, there's no sense of geography. When was this made? You know, like, way too recently for how shitty it is. Yeah. I think it, it has to have been in the latter part of this decade. Like, maybe a Trump administration film. <laughs> TAF. A, a TAF. Yeah. William Howard TAF. <laughs> London may have fallen, but it has always been and will rise again. <laughs> Sleepy close. What burns my ass? Number two! Belmont? What burns your ass? Uh, well, I guess, um... <laughs> <laughs> when we were editing our last episode, we're, you know, sitting there on the table, we're at the downstairs of the kitchen table, you know, just chugging through, having a nice old time. Then we hear a knock on the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Good call. And um, we're not expecting anybody. So I go and get so, the So door. we immediately assume the worst. We're like, oh, my God, they're going to discover the, the, the bodies in the basement. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, fuck. And, um, you know, we, we Brett, Brett goes and gets the door. And, and fortunately, it yeah. wasn't the Turner suits. Yeah, it wasn't Who I them. thought it might have been. It was just some old gentleman who uh, asked me if that was my car outside. Yeah. And I'm like... No, that's my buddy's car, and he's just like, well, I hit the mirror. Yeah, and so, like... <laughs> it's, what, like, 3, 4 p.m. Yeah, on a three, Saturday? Yeah, and I'm just like, ah, oh, great. So, so I <laughs> that's walk out, exactly what so I So I walk need. out, and, like, obviously that's a good sign. Like, you yeah, could have left. Like, absolutely. No, like, like, nobody's yeah. watching, and so I yeah, go out. For sure. Um, my mirror is, you know, still usable. It's cracked, um, but I have to get a whole new one. Um, but anyway, so the guy was really nice in doing that, but then when I tried to, you know, move the liability ball along where yeah. it's just like oh you know hey can you give me your number let's exchange contact info yeah. he got really skittish and like you know 
I was like, hey, can you give me your number? And he like wrote it down on the on this piece of paper and it was so light. Yeah, like, I it was. I, and it was on like three lines. Yeah, I had to repeat it off to him. I was like, that's your number. And then, so I'm like, okay, I need to exchange like names too. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm Bo. And he was like, huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, what's your name again? I was like, Bo. And then he shut the door. So you never got his never name? Never got his name. Wow. But the good thing is um, our buddy Rich... Um, Got um he worked uh, works at an auto body shop yep. his family owns it and uh, he got me a uh, replacement mirror excellent and we're gonna put it on at Boyasco's this weekend excellent and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be a weight off my shoulders because I look like an idiot <laughs> driving around with that Heck people yeah. probably think I fucked it up myself I know they did yeah but you, you know, didn't I didn't so Beaumont uh, Bleacher Report released like some AEW awards that could be voted on this w- week what's that huh. What? What are you talking you know, about? The, you see that pile of mail over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, th- there's something in it. What it's is... His, it's his brain busting Yeah, boys. that that wasn't here when we got in here. <laughs> well, don't let worry. Me see no, hang on, let me see it. Let me no, see it. No, no, hang on. Just, dude, just, just, dude, dude, dude. It's his brain buster boys. Let's deal with it after the show. It's postmarked from Atlanta. The return address says Our, Atlanta. Whatever. All right, just... <laughs> what is going on we, here? We, like, ha- we got to, we got to. I don't to. get we got this to. shit. All right, hang on. What the heck? So fed up with this shit. Dear Brain Buster Boys, per your comments on the Sterling TBS program, Go Big Show, we have decided to issue you this warning. Chapter 9. Thus, Ted banished the original programming from Atlanta to walk the television landscape for 9,000 time slots. During its walk, it begot other original programming from its own season and episodes, and that programming begot its own until the world was settled with Children of Ted. And this world was populated with many other channels of original programming. Some were TNT, some TBS, some TCM, some CNN, and even some HBO. When the first original programming was now 12,000 time slots old, It was the parent of two dramas and one comedy. The world of television had become corrupt and sinful. Its ratings were poor, and now sports blighted its once beautiful landscape. And Ted had saw how wicked his creation had become, so he said to the first, I am going to put an end to all television, for the world is filled with sin now because of it. So make yourself a box, and within it, place your progeny and two episodes of all living original programming. For I will flood the airwaves with syndicated programming to destroy all television under the heavens. And every original program with even the smallest ratings shall perish! I shall cleanse television of its wickedness and evil, 
and in this covenant with you, a new time slot shall dawn. Dude, what the fuck was that shit? <laughs> what is, I don't know. Like, did, did like, what is all this? Like, like did, I that, did that come out of our preamp? I or, or were your computer speakers hooked up? No. Like did that. I thought uh, the guys in the suits left. They're gone. I mean, we we've got all of our security. Dude, I really off. thought we were like good with the Turner execs. Yeah. Like, what what is this shit? I, I'm fe like that's why I told you not to open this now. Uh, like. I, Why would you? How could we? I don't know how it ended up here, but I know. But like, I mean, obviously it's pressing. Obviously yeah. they wanted to talk to us. What is like? Is it? I mean, we were we were talking good about the. I mean, I guess we did put those reaction I mean, bits we, in, I mean, but we, come we, on, it was funny. Yeah, I mean, sorry guys, like just I mean, they, they, you would think that they have a sense of what humor. does that mean? The the comedians that they they are Turner. Yeah, um, but uh, whatever. Like, let's get back on track here. I this, mean, we'll we'll try. deal with this later. Come on, like we gotta, um, we gotta focus, dude. Okay, all right. All right, Beaumont, we got number three and four on the Mountain Dew train here. Uh, again, before we head deep into Jobberland, mm -hmm. these are kind of our two, uh, two, uh, two you know, last uh, big boys, so to speak, yes, from Star are. Wars Episode One. So kick us off with Mr. Mace Windu. Number eleven, Mace Windu. A Jedi Master and member of the Jedi Council from the planet Harunkai. Oh. Two words. Oh. Um, so in episode one, he kind of just did a lot of sitting around. <laughs> yeah, he was just posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interrogating Anakin on, on Coruscant. But you knew he was a badass. You knew he was. I mean, he's on the Jedi Council. Yeah. You know, they're the elites. Yeah. Um, saying that they shouldn't train Anakin. He's too old. Um, but he winds up deciding at the to train Anakin at the end after Qui-Gon dies. And George Lucas sold a lot of action figures. That's really what he does in episode one. He really picks up later in the sequel trilogy where during the Separatist crisis, Mace Windu, along with Yoda, leads the Jedi along with the newly formed Grand Army of the Republic, which is the clones, mm -hmm. um, in the Battle of Geonosis where they fight the battle droids and the bugs. Yep. And um, they're fighting against the Confederacy of Independent Systems. That's the technical name of the Separatists, the CIS. Interesting. Led by Count Dooku, of course. Yep. Um, notably in that battle, he does decapitate Jango Fett. Mm -hmm. The father of Boba Fett, which I always think it's funny because Boba Fett picks up his head, yeah, or his and helmet, and puts it on, doesn't? No, he, he doesn't put okay. it on. But like, you would think his head would fall out oh, of that yeah, helmet. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, it's, it's just like perfect. Yeah, yeah. just plop. You right. know, um, yeah. dope. But um, so which you know that leads to the Clone Wars themselves, which he was a major figure in. I haven't watched the animated show, but I know he's in a lot of that. Me neither. Um, where eventually, toward the end of that, he senses a plot to destroy the Jedi. Mm. Um. And then he finds out that that hidden Sith Lord they've been referring to is Senator Palpatine, mm. or Chancellor Palpatine, then mm. she Palpatine Darsidious. And he's told by Anakin, who at that moment was the Chancellor's representative on the Jedi Council, they didn't want him on. Mm -hmm. You know, they were very reluctant, um, but the Chancellor wanted it. So he goes to confront Palpatine slash Darsidious, and he gains the upper hand. Um, at one point, reflecting Darsidious's force lightning back at him. With his purple lightsaber, which which is tight. A little bit of trivia about that. That's the color that Samuel L. Jackson wanted. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How which cool. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it looked sick. Because there's never been a purple lightsaber before, but yeah. that's the first non-blue, red, green. Interesting. Yeah. Of, of the trilogy. So, um, and it scarred Palpatine's face, which led to kind of your current, Daddy you know, Palpatine. yeah, da Daddy Palpatine, <laughs> the current ancient, you know, looking emperor. Yes. Um, but 
obviously in a famous face heel turn. Anakin Skywalker decides to side with Darth Sidious to gain the power to prevent death and save Padme. And Anakin Skywalker cuts off Mace's hands and he plunges out of the window of the Chancellor's office into the depths of the Galactic City on Coruscant. Coruscant, welcome. All right, so uh, tragic story. Who's Mace Windu? Hopefully it's not as tragic for him, but John Moxley. Oh, man. Well, who's, well we got to figure out who Dan Callis is. Yeah. This Django Fett, Dan Callis? Yeah. Django Fett's got to be Dan Callis. Yeah, that'll be a, a, the bonus, the Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. If Django Fett yeah. can, we can bring him in from episode Love two. Love it. Yeah. So, again, some of these are tough, and especially because Mace Windu is not in episode one much, and we've kind of, we're doing these under an episode one lens yeah. largely. But, you know, we knew we had to get Moxley in here, yeah, and, first of all. And Moxley is not like Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan. No. I, I would have disagreed with and those choices. So the reason is, is like Mace Windu in Episode 1, he's on the Jedi Council. We know he's a badass. We know he's been through it all. So, like, Moxley just had a long reign as world champ, which just establishes him, mm. you know, at the top of the AEW heap. Um, and, you know... What little, and then just moving along into episode two and three, like Mace Windu is a badass yeah. and does some badass shit, just like John Moxley. Yeah. So it's inferred. Yeah, you know he's always pictured with Yoda or always shown with Yoda, mm-hmm. and you know Yoda, like you've seen Yoda do the things that he does in you know the the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a really good choice. It's a choice. Out of necessity, Ex- yeah, based like, on what we're facing, like Moxie's not going to be the viceroy. Yeah, and like you know, so, the coming into droid. these yeah. last two, you know, we knew like these had to be some pretty big characters yeah. in AEW as well because we're about to fall off a cliff. <laughs> so I think it was I think that was a, a good choice, and a necessary hey, choice, but one that I think is you know yeah. fitting. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think you know. Moxley definitely you hit know, Dan Callis. Hit, yeah, he he he, he <laughs> cut off Jango Fett's head. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think I think a very good choice there. Um, Thanks. All right, number twelve, Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm. All right, so we got we got a good bit here, a lot of beats that we're gonna head through. Um, played by Ewan McGregor mm. as he's pictured in the prequel trilogy and in the original trailer. 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 Alec <laughs> Guinness. Yes, yeah, Sir Alec Woo! Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And a funny uh, thing about that, Alec Guinness hate hated Star Wars till the day he died. Really? Yeah, that couldn't stand I did not it. That, that, that's what he's known for because he was in a lot of big classic war movies like The Bridge Over the R- mm-hmm. River Kwai. Yeah. Like freaking like Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. Like these classic guys. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Marlon Brando being in Star Wars or, or, yeah. or um, Jimmy Stewart or, yeah. you know, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. You know, like some sort of classic actor. Um, and yeah, he, he just hated that, you know, all these young people, the, this new generation, only knew him as Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. In this movie, he didn't and he really. He had think, a whole career prior to that oh, of had, like legendary performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he hated you know Star. He thought it was you know not high art. Yeah. Um, but about the character Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, Jedi Master, who eventually served on the Jedi Council. He's not in the Jedi Council in Episode One. Mm-hmm. You know what the planet he's from was called? I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until today. Stu John. <laughs> How is that spelled? S-T-E-W-J-O-N. Wow. Stu John. Stu John. I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's like incredible. I, yeah, I mean, they didn't... I, I, I don't... They, yeah, has that ever mentioned in no, any of those not, films? Well, not just that, but like in any sort of lore they never mentioned. Yeah. They kept it mysterious. Like they, Stu you know, John. Like, you know they never mentioned Yoda or Grogu's race? Yeah. Yeah, they've ne- they yeah. never mentioned the name of that race. So, yeah. like, I assume Obi-Wan's home planet was like an object of mystery much like that name. Mm-hmm. Um but in episode one, Qui-Gon Jinn's apprentice, where, um, Padawan apprentice, where he's a diplomat to negotiate with the Trade Federation prior to their invasion of Naboo, things go awry. 
He helps Queen Amidala escape the Trade Federation invasion. Um, and, he, and with Qui-Gon and um, Rick Oley and, and Padme and R2-D2, they um, discover Anakin Skywalker on Tatooine, where they take him after winning the Boonti Eve Classic to mm. Coruscant. Welcome. Um, yeah, well, welcome there. Um, and then they return to Naboo to fight against the Trade Federation. Obviously, this comes to a head with a famous fight that we've referred to, I think, twice in this now, um, against Darth Maul, where his master Qui-Gon is killed. One of the best lightsaber battles ever. Exactly. One of the best matches of my life. Yeah, life. And, uh, and then Obi-Wan kills, you know, out, you know, um, Darth Maul. At Chris the very Jericho. End. And, and it's funny, at that point, he's hanging down or below. Kenny Omega. Yeah. <laughs> he's hanging down below in that shaft where he leaps up. He has the low ground. And then later on, um, I'll reference this again. But um, he takes Anakin as his apprentice. Um, he, um, during episode two, discovers the clone army on Kamino. Um, and during that process, he's captured by Jango Fett on Geonosis, where he's held prisoner by Count Dooku. He is um, broken out with Anakin and the clone army and Padme and Yoda and Mace Windu. They have the that big, gang. At the big Jedi fight. Yep. Um, they fight against Count Dooku and lose in what I think is the worst lightsaber battle of the trilogy. Yeah. It's the one where Count Dooku just swings his lightsaber around two? like that. Yeah, number yeah. two. Yeah, that's at I, the end. Yeah. yeah, that's the worst, like, like but by far. But you get to see Yoda jumping around, yeah. which is a big geek. Yeah, it was a geek. Like, yeah. I, I have my own issues with that that I'll, that I'll go into later um, with how that's depicted. But then yeah. at the beginning of um, episode uh, three, they beat Count Dooku mm -hmm. in a rematch in yep. the Battle of Coruscant on General Grievous' ship where which Anakin kills him, yeah. which was better, yeah. yeah. And, like, there are dramatic stakes, and, yep. you know, you have the classic shot with Anakin with the blue and the red lightsaber, yep. like, symbolically torn on his direction, uh -huh. and Palpatine's like, do it! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, good but, stuff. But during the Clone Wars, he's a major general, and he, he actually has some big moments, like, not just against Dooku, but he's the one who fights and defeats General Grievous mm -hmm. on Utapau. Um where in the process of that, he discovers his apprentice's turn to the dark side and his heel turn is Darth Vader. So he fights Darth Vader on Mustafar and defeats him. Mm. When he has the high ground, he's like, it's all by Anakin, I have yep. the high ground. Yep. But in episode one, he had the low ground. Uh -huh. So I assume, I guess that's a character arc. Yeah. I don't know. But um, anyway. You, you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> that. 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 And um, Anakin is burned alive. You know, obviously, um, and he begins his exile on Tatooine, which of intrigue. So there's going to be a Disney Plus series yes. now with Ewan McGregor yep. based on that period, that interstitial period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And I heard that uh, they're trying to get, uh, what's his fucking name? Hayden Christensen? No, oh. uh, Qui-Gon. Why can't I remember? Oh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah Qui-Gon, yeah. You will definitely could appear as a force ghost seeing that he was the first Jedi to ever figure out that ability. Mm -hmm. um, so... On his during his exile at Tatooine, he watches over, becomes a mentor to Luke. Where whenever Luke kind of you know discovers him, they leave Tatooine with Han Solo and Chewbacca to rescue Princess Leia on the Death Star. They're pulled in by the tractor beam, and that's when he's called Ben. Ben, yeah, Ben, ben Kenobi. Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, that was his name. Which like that's you know his yeah. last name's still ben. Kenobi. Yeah. You know, like he's still gonna be easy to find. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. so you know how like they separate on the Death Star and how Luke and Han and Leia, they're all together, and he goes off by himself. Mm -hmm. So I, I always thought that was weird. And I'm like, why is this old guy just yeah. running around? But his job was he disables the tractor beam so the Millennium Falcon can escape. There's mm -hmm. that scene where he goes in that room where it's like, if he pulls those hatches. That's classic. So, so obviously we, we land on our first lightsaber fight chronologically mm. um, in terms of the uh, period of release of mm -hmm. the films where he fights Darth Vader, his old apprentice, in a rematch, and he lets him strike him down so he can become more powerful than he can possibly imagine. He turns into a pile of clothes. <laughs> um, all right, our Obi-Wan is...
Hangman Adam Page. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, and as you were talking through, like, even beyond episode one and, like, how kind of legendary he becomes, like, yeah. such a key Star Wars figure, like, I think that's what Hangman is ultimately going to be. Like, he's going to be the face of AEW, yeah. I think, going forward. He's, like, 28 years old, 29. Um, and it was interesting. I kind of messed up my own line. I said Darth Maul is Chris Jericho. It was Kenny. Yeah. And Obi-Wan killed Darth Maul, quote-unquote. Um, and I've kind of said that I think... You know, Hangman's arc in AEW will ultimately be winning the AEW World Championship over Kenny Omega because yeah. the history they had. So, but yeah, I think really just in like Obi Wan, especially in like Episode One and Two, it's kind of soft. You know, yeah. kind of a tool. Like the oh, negotiations were oh, short. Yeah. He, he's he's just kind of a you know. But so you know that part not of Hangman, but kind of everything else and just his importance in the lore yeah. of Star Wars and Hangman and AEW. And we don't know yet, but I just think that's where we're headed. I think he's going to be you know one of the biggest superstars in this company. Oh yeah, like definitely one of. The... It has already done so many great things. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, very good. Hey man, Adam Page, and I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I just, I just noticed which that. I wore on New Year's Eve. Which it fits in our famous picture from New Year's mm -hmm. Eve. Yeah, Ferrella. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, buddy, uh, it's been a weird, uh, weird recording. Yeah, here. I, I know. know I, what... I felt like we recovered pretty well. Yeah. from that because like that, that was that, that, that threw me off. But like, I don't know. Like there was something about that that like, I don't know. Like. Bizarre. It's bizarre, but it like makes you think. I don't know. Do you know we I mean? need to like be on our best behavior here going for like what the <laughs> like obviously we can't rip on Go Big Show anymore. Like it was direct about yeah. that. Well, I mean the letter just says Go Big Show. Yeah. I so hope... I think we'll probably be good to. I know we have your to... fucking selves. Like yeah, I know. know. Like at, at you know whenever we do snow or or other turn stuff. Yeah, we like... have you know we have received word that they do the execs do want us to review yeah. Snowpiercer, which. We'll see how that... I mean, we'll do it. We'll do it, And I yeah. guess we'll try and play nice. Or we will play nice. Uh, but yeah, weird night. But this was still a lot of fun. I just want to know where that sound came from. It was just the like... The sound and the letter. Like, what the shit is going it, on? It's, it's, it's fascinating. And I say that, like, not meaning, like, fascinating, like, good fascinating, no. but like... Curious? Yeah. 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 Anyway, Whatever. this was still a fun show. Yeah. Hopefully, like yeah. Hopefully, like MJF said, that sure. next week we can get the train back on the tracks. Yeah, yeah. Not that it went too far off, but still good shit. Yeah. Good episode of Dynamite. Um, but yeah. Yeah. To was, you and yours out there. Yeah. We hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah. Week. Weekend. Life. Week. Weekend. Day, month. Whatever. We hope it's great. Lunar period. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Be kind, be cool. And think about nice things yeah. most of the time. Don't be a prick. Peace. We love you. Bye-bye. See ya. TNT. Nose drama.
one's gonna be oh, weird. Yeah, to this edit. is gonna be like this is gonna be like like what are like what are people going to think? 